Hello, and welcome to Warriors of Wazdi. We are the kings of QWERTY, the regents of RAM, the fledglings of Flightsticks, the Mother Teresa of Thermal Paste, and the PC Pastor Race. I'm Middle Click Mike. I'm with Alt-Tab Adam and Fuel Injector Dan. <laughs> What's up? Yo. That's me. Yo, that's Adam, and that's Dan. Um, it be us. Would you agree that we're here to talk about the intellectual, philosophical, quizzical, relational, and historical parts of PC gaming? Because PC gaming has a 40-year-plus uh, in terms of content, so we could probably do 40-plus years of episodes? Yeah, yeah something like that. <laughs> yeah, would you also agree that we're part of a network called Campus 180, a safe, a loving, and passionate Christian college community that wants to draw people near with good talks and great life skills? And college students and young adults can head over to 1-O-N-E-8-0-FUN on Discord. Link is in the bio. Or you can go to our twitch.tv O-N-E-8-0-FUN, 180-FUN, and come hang out with us. Link is in the bio. That sounds and, right. And speaking of things in the bio, you should probably give us a five-star rating. Subscribe, follow if you like us. Don't don't give us five stars if you don't like us. That's inauthentic, and I can't get behind that. But if you do like us, like our cousin RetroLogic with my good bud Dan. If you like us like you like him, then give us some good stars. You know, share the love. Where is the love? I don't know. Will I get? <laughs> That's a great Hanson song. That's... Right in my hands. Totally unappreciated that Hanson song. <laughs> um, so, let's get down to the nitty gritty. Uh, what's everybody playing? Oh, man. Um, I got so much going on right now, Mike. I... You know, I'm 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 grinding it out in Apex as per usual. But you know, the the big thing that I've been playing this week is uh, fresh to the uh, Xbox Game Store is uh, Sniper Elite Five. I've been playing it on my my Xbox. You know, there's nothing I love more than shooting Nazis in slow motion X-ray. Oh, I have to say that is. Easily in my top five World War Two games, that series. Yeah, it's it's great. I mean, there's also with the uh, the Sniper Elite Five, um, there's uh, a new and improved online mode, and it's co-op as per usual. And mm -hmm. um, what's really cool about the uh, the online mode is you can get invaded by other players. So, um, like if you're cruising through a level, you know. You know, taking objectives left, right, and center. Sometimes the game will let you get invaded, kind of like Dark Souls. And another mm -hmm. player will get dropped into your game, and they'll try to hunt you down. And uh, it's pretty fun. Oh, that's nice. I wonder if we'll ever run out of World War II game stories. Yeah, right? Um, it really feels like at this point the, the market should be saturated, but everyone can't get enough of that. Right. Right. No one's getting excited about World War One or Vietnam. 
Well, it's I always got to be, yeah. Right. Well, I mean, there's still like Battlefield One, which is like World War One, but like, where's you're right, but like, where's the Korea game? <laughs> <laughs> or maybe, maybe we should be thankful those aren't made. Maybe yeah. uh, World War Two was the last marketable war. For lack of a better term. Well, I don't it feels like it goes like World War Two, then it skips to like modern day stuff. So like your modern warfares, yeah. your Call of Duties, your battlefields, what have you. I uh, mean mm-hmm. there's uh what is it? World of Tanks and what's that other one? Uh, um uh, War Thunder? Is yeah, that what War you're talking Thunder. about? Yeah. Like there's there's some in between, um, what like War Machines, War I guess. Thunder. Yeah, yeah, War Thunder. Yeah, yeah, but I mean nothing like you know. There's a million you know Call of Duty, World War Two, you know, <laughs> video games left, right, and left, right, and center. So they're they're everywhere. Sniper Elite. It feels like every every console. And every PC has its own World War Two skinned. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Shoot them up, and, and yeah, no, go ahead. Oh, not a single one of them has. Well, only one of them has Hitler as the last boss. <laughs> and that's, uh, gosh, what is it called? Wolfenstein, the most accurate World War Two shooter. Yeah. I mean, mm. there's also Sniper Elite. You also can uh, shoot Hitler in the nuts. Oh, what? What? Which one is that? Uh, it's a DLC. <laughs> you oh. gotta get a special DLC. You can break into like the, uh, like the Fuhrer bunker or um, yeah. I forgot what it is, but that's that's funny. Yeah, no. The, well, I mean, talk about a a true blue PC game. Like Wolfenstein is the granddaddy of them all, right? Like we wouldn't have, you know, Doom. Mm-hmm. We wouldn't have. We don't have any any kind of first person shooter without Castle Wolfenstein. Yeah, and it is based on some vision that you're a one lone American soldier walking through a castle, ending World War Two. Right. Usually, like that's the that's the first World War Two <laughs> shooter. Right. Right. Uh, and they came up with that. That's amazing. Right. And, I mean, it single-handedly is responsible for my misconception as a kid of just assuming that there are castles everywhere in Germany. <laughs> yes. Yes. Are you telling me there's not, like, 30 castles just, you know, chilling there? I'm sure there's a bunch of castles, but, like, in my mind, every single one of them Dracula could live in. <laughs> yeah. Like huge open spaces. Some have six dogs in them. Right. Uh, Gothic. Like chalices just kind of strewn about the floor because that was the goal behind World War II is to get how much gold we could have. Right, right. I know. Yes. I remember seeing photos of uh, my great 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 grandparents' uh, place where they used to live. It looked like a, a little bit like a castle. I'm sure everyone had castles. Over in Germany. Yeah. Yeah. I mean yeah. how many how many Nazi dogs did our ancestors kill on a daily basis? Oh yeah. Enough to end World yeah. War II, that's for sure. Oh yeah. yeah. 
Okay, well, uh, what about you guys? What else? What have you guys been playing? Well, have I? Okay, you go first, Dan. No, I I was just trying to remember uh, the the name of it. So, I've I've been a real busy boy. I haven't had uh, time to sit down and play. Uh, I I don't want to be exclusive, so I'm not gonna say like real video games, but I've been playing a lot of like mobile games recently. Uh, oh, really? Yeah. So I've been playing like uh, a couple of. Uh, rhythm games on my phone. Um, trying to rem- bring them up on my phone right now, and of course they're not in English, and it's not bringing up the full name on my uh, colorful stage. There's that. Uh, that's the one I've been playing a lot. Um, and there's a couple other like gotcha uh, rhythm games that I've been playing. Nice. Uh, yeah, so I've been doing that. I've been thinking about downloading Clash Royale again. Uh, you know, that game but... had an aggressive marketing campaign. Have they? Well, like when they first started. Oh, yeah. Like, yeah, yeah. They were the ones that like, you know, got TV commercials and, mm. you know, they got like celebrities. And there's like, the infamous Hog Rider. <laughs> I'm sure. I'm sure. Um, yeah, yeah. So that's, that's what I've been playing recently. How about you, Mike? Well, uh, just a, a quick aside, and then we get into Mike. But um, yeah, I, I love I love mobile gaming, um, and it, it really does feel like mobile gaming is an extension of PC gaming. Because it feels like a lot of PC games got ported over, and um, yeah, I, I think it's I think it's great. Well, there's yeah. also the fact that Sega up like uploaded a bunch of their older games that you can now play for free uh, on mobile. I think that's really nice. Yeah. So to go in that same vein of mobile. I have been I've been playing uh, addictively this game called Card Crawl. And it's 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 where this dungeon is this deck is a dungeon. And it's a management game where you have to um you only get four slots of inventory and you have to clear as many cards as possible. So some cards could be a sword, some would be a shield. Um, some would be a bad guy, and if you don't have a sword for the bad guy, then the bad guy takes some life. And it's it's all about, like, managing, okay, if I take this sword and give it to this guy, then I can take damage from this guy and survive long enough so that I can use the potion in this next turn. And so it's a really interesting idea. Like, it's it's really hard to explain, but once you see it, it's like, why haven't I ever heard of a type of gameplay like this before so i've been playing that game crazily uh, and last week oh, oh can you hear me now yeah you're better now okay 
yeah. So, uh, or I should say, yesterday, I played. Um, I got the the EA Play for thirty dollars off of Steam. So it's a I get a year of I get a year of like Battlefield, Dead Space. Uh, I'm not even excited about those. I'm excited that I get to try the Crisis uh, trilogy. I've always wanted to get into that. Mm. Um, there's this indie game that just came out, and this has pretty much justified the whole entire price. Um, is called Lost and Random, where you it's like a Tim Burton esque goth feeling um, of a game like Nightmare Before Christmas animated. Um, and you're a girl who uses uh, a, like I think it's a just a six-sided die as a weapon. And so as enemies come, you throw the die and it does something random based on where the die falls, and that becomes your weapon to fight. And so it looks really cool and like very thematic. That's pretty cool. Yeah, it's for Nintendo Switch for thirty dollars. But I figure I get that game and like 30 others and I get to play it for a year. That's usually how long it takes me to fall out of love with a game. So why not? Yeah, why not indeed? Mm -hmm. So Mm. this brings us to our next topic. Yeah, let's get into the meat. Yeah, the game news. Who's got the news? I I I had a couple of ideas that I wanted to talk about, because uh, I don't know. I think they're interesting. Uh, the All first right. one I think is a little bit more. Uh, uh, do you want to talk about League or do you want to talk about Apex? Well, we are a PC type podcast so we might as well pull that band-aid off <laughs> uh, right well i mean yeah i mean yeah those are definitely the two two of the biggest you know pc pc games going right now and it's it's really interesting how i think pc gaming has transformed from like a lot of people playing just on cd-roms or people playing games like you know kings and uh what's it called king command like command and conquer kings and kings yeah, Crusader Kings, that's what I was thinking of. So, you know, you know, people are playing, you know, things like Apex and League of Legends and Dota and Counter-Strike. And, you know, those are the, the big PC games now. Mm-hmm. And, but, yeah, no, I mean, uh, yeah, hit us. Uh, I don't know. Hit us, with, uh, hit us with the Apex. Let's go in alphabetical order. Okay, Apex <laughs> it is. Uh, so, as some of you might know, there has been a new season uh, that's been released for uh, Apex. And along with the, the new season, they've uh, changed the maps that are available for us to play on. And they've also uh, updated one of the, the maps, which is uh, quite controversial, uh, just the map itself. And uh, they released a, a new champion. So the the new champion's name is Newcastle. Uh, he is a type of tank character uh, that he can have a lot of mobility with his alt in uh, gunfights and firefights. And uh, 
provides cover, lots of cover for his allies, and his passive allows him to use his shield to cover for his allies as he drags them as they're on their on the ground. Yeah. Um, nice. Yeah, I mean, uh, Mike, do you have any comments? <laughs> um, I I wonder how this game will look on the Switch because uh, that's my account that's gotten the furthest. So. Fair enough. Yeah. Um, I I have just a, a quick little bunny trail about <laughs> Newcastle. Um, I found him to be incredibly annoying to have on your team. It's really funny because he's supposed to be like a, a helpful character, like he he's a healer. But every single time I play, um, the my teammate that is him will always set up his like these walls, these offensive walls, right in front of me, right before I start shooting someone and. <laughs> I feel like it happens way too often, and uh, whenever I get a new castle on my team, I always feel like I'm in for a bad game. <laughs> this is bringing me way back uh, to the day when I played League a lot. Uh, there was a saying uh, that was, I'm J4, I'm helping. <laughs> yeah. And... Um, <laughs> That that character has a similar ultimate to Newcastle, where he jumps, uh, and he when he hits the ground, he makes a circle wall around him and his target, and he doesn't help at all. <laughs> yep, sounds like my play strategy. It's not that we're not appreciative; it's just don't do that. <laughs> Right. See someone line it up a shot. Don't ult in front of them. <laughs> I mean, if you've ever played any kind of multiplayer on a team, you, you know, growing up, like, you, you know, there was always, you know, you had a, a little brother or a cousin that thought they were helping the team out, and they just, they just didn't know how to play. But, you know, your mom made you, she's like... I bought you this Xbox, and you, and you have to share it. And you're like, but I don't want to share it with my eight year old cousin because he's uh-huh. just gonna he's gonna mess it up. And that's kind of what it feels like. Uh huh. Hmm. Huh. Um, yes. Yeah, yeah. So, uh, what's your your other piece of your other piece of news, Dan? Well, I I wanted to talk about oh, a yeah. exploit that was. With the uh, the new map update uh, for Stormpoint, with the uh, the were they called not resupplies, um, those buildings that you can lock yourself in to get upgrades. Uh, the vending machines. Yes, let's call them the vending machines. Yeah, uh, but supposedly to try and stop. Uh, what's called third partying from happening, they've put launch pads inside uh, of these these buildings because there's only one way into the building. Um, and they want to create uh, a second way for you to get out. But in doing so, uh, they've made it so it always opens up in the same spot. So people have been uh, parking these hover cars right above it. Uh, to prevent people from launching out, and then uh, they you're stuck in this jump animation, and people have been shooting them. 
I, I'm basically just saying this to try and get some more word out so um, that gets patched and fixed. <laughs> that people can't yes. just trap people on there. And it makes me very upset. Uh, but what, what are your guys' uh, like just stance on Stormpoint? Because it's uh, historically, whenever it's been put to a vote of uh, people's favorite maps, Stormpoint has always scored the lowest on um for being people's favorite yeah well i'm sure mike i'm sure mike has a ton of opinions about (laughs) maps um i i'm gonna sound like uh the the significant other who's never seen a video game like they all they all look the same to me (laughs) it's i like the place with a lot of boxes that have weapons that i can start off with one (laughs) so if it has one of those i'm totally down for it fair enough fair enough um (laughs) no that's that's incredible but i mean i think something that we can all comment on and um you know just for for me personally um, I, I, I like Stormpoint. I think it's fine. I think it's just generic, and I think it's a little too big. But um, I don't want to talk about that. What I do want to talk about, I feel like something that we can all comment on is, um, is there is there anything that goes hand-in-hand hand more than CPU games and just glitches and, um, <laughs> and like, you know, computer companies having to patch it? Like... You know, it's it feels like every PC based game is is always there's there's always ways to break the game and like especially mm-hmm. in terms of like games like Red Dead Redemption Two or uh, whatever it is. Usually the console version is fine, but then people always find exploits or they uh, they read into the code or whatever and they find exploits on a on a computer. And I, I always find it really mm-hmm. funny. Yeah. Well. I mean, isn't that like the whole thing behind speedrunning is that you find those loose frames that you can like skip you ahead in this level? Uh, I was watching, there's this video called Bug Snacks, which is kind of this game where you collect bugs and use them as weapons. And the game is supposed to be like 10 hours long or some like really long time to play. But this guy found like you can stoop this weird kind of step over this this rock and you go to the last like part of the game after like five minutes at right after the tutorial basically mm-hmm. and he showed you how you can just beat the game and i feel like uh, speedrunners like that is like 99.9% is just finding out weird ways you can just <laughs> exploit the game yeah go go to this corner of the map look 45 degrees east and then look up at this one chandelier uh make sure your reticle is on the third chain link down before you start backflipping off of this rock and then you'll be ready to fight bowser Right, exactly, and it, it and it doesn't it it doesn't matter what the game is. It's it always feels yeah. like you know some kid in Iowa with too much time on his hands, or you know some thirty year old salary man in Japan, right? <laughs> like mm-hmm. they just they're like you know they find the most ridiculous 
strat to just break mm-hmm. a game, and it's always on PC. And um, yep. I, I think that's really um, what makes like PC gaming culture so much different than than console gaming culture. Because um, like usually with consoles, like you get a not so, not so much in recent years, but usually when you get a console game, you're like you get it as a finished product. Um, yeah. No and, early access. <laughs> right, right. Or, you know, there's just not a way for you to get into the game files via console. Um, but, yeah, no, I, I, I love I love it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, yeah. one of my... I think my all-time favorite exploits, uh, and I think the most iconic one is bunny hopping. Uh, do you guys know, know bee hopping? I've heard of it before. Well, so you it, should explain it. Yes. It, it fits right in with our uh, just like uh, uh, retro gaming because it was first discovered on Quake with uh, with speedrunners. So basically, what bunny hopping is, it's a combination of slide jumping, uh, running slide jumping. So the way that people found out that this could happen, and then uh, a bunch of people went into the the source files to try and figure out why that exploit works. It's basically uh, based on vector movements. Uh, So when you run, crouch, and jump, and if you do it at a frame-perfect sequence, the game thinks you're uh, basically constantly sprinting down a hill, so it will continually accelerate your character. Uh, That that was specifically in Quake. So uh, people would throw grenades behind them, blow themselves up, uh, and then use that momentum from being blown up to crouch jump, uh, spam down hallways, and they would <laughs> just absolutely fly through levels. <laughs> uh, and they would use the speed uh, from that because the game couldn't... Um, like load in fast enough sometimes to glitch through walls. <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh. Uh, mm-hmm. sp- speaking of which, um, I'm going to throw this this news tidbit around, but uh, apparently they released the original concept for the Duke Nukem Forever game that was supposed to come out in 2000. And now YouTubers are kind of playing with the files that got released, which is like a bunch of demo levels. Uh, so, you know, the game is like really raw, but like it actually it actually looks like it's pretty stable. Like you can get into firefights as Duke Nukem. Uh, when you talk to NPCs, uh, some of them are just like voice to text or text to voice. Um, so you'll, you'll go up to like this blonde girl and she'd be like, you need to go to the library. And, and it's, it's like all the stuff that they abandoned when the game got canceled, but it just, it just looks really cool. Like this is a vision. I love seeing the visions that never made it. Kind of like when you read a script that got canceled and uh, you know, the, you got to, you get to play like none of the levels are completed uh, basically, but you can skip to any level and just see what it was supposed to be like. 
I yeah yeah, yeah. I I think I saw a, a an article or video or some something something like that something along the lines of like um <laughs> we've fixed Duke Nukem or something yeah. and um yeah I mean that that game did not get a lot of love and care from the studio <laughs> right what what we ended up getting compared to this this demo that got released, like everyone just seems to be in agreement. Yeah, like I would rather have played this demo. Yeah, so. like I don't, I don't, I don't know. Yeah, I don't know what happened. Like sometimes it just gets into the studio and it's just, ah, something sad happens. <laughs> mhm. Anyways, I don't want to endorse uh, Duke Nukem any more than I yeah, have to. Ooh. I. Yeah, I just thought that was uh, it's it's cool to hear about you know gamers releasing demos. There's something about PC culture that is so generous. Uh, did you hear about that guy? Um, so Windows has like this animation software from 1995, and some guy on Twitter is like, uh, Microsoft, no one's played this. Can I have uh, can I have all the files to this so I can remake it? And Windows is like, sure. And they sent him all the files to this animation software. And now we're going to be getting like a remastered animation Windows software program in the future. Oh, interesting. Mm-hmm. Interesting, interesting. Absolutely beautiful. No, we, yeah. we, no, we love progress i guess <laughs> yes okay well, anyways cool. do you want to lay on that league of legends factoid well uh i i think we're i think we're we're running we're running against uh, the clock here i think that was yeah. that was a good, that was a good discussion should we move on yeah. to our our, uh, oh, our our next topic yeah is it that was totally to be continued uh join us next time <laughs> yeah 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 for an out-of-date League of Legend news tidbit. <laughs> All right. Uh, so, f- philosophy. Uh, lay it on us. What's our philosophy to consider today? Man, like, um, and you know, I, I think we've we've touched on it a little bit in our, our, our behind-the-scenes planning, and maybe this is maybe this is a, a good advertisement or launching-off point. But you know, there's there's been a lot of you know and. This, you know, like we said at the beginning of the podcast, we want this to be a fun, uplifting space, and you know, we don't want we, you know, we don't want people to come here to, to you know, to, to to hear the news or whatever. But you know, I think it's important to acknowledge, you know, the the, the awfulness that happens um, in the world around us. So we, you know, we 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 know that this is a a direct cause of 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 sin, and you know that we live in a fallen mm. world, and it's a consequence of that, and. You know, mm-hmm. our heart goes out to the to the families and, and the people that have been affected by, you know, recent um, shooting tragedies, and you know, our our heart breaks for them truly. And um, you know, I, they haven't the, the those families haven't left my prayers and um, for a while. Mm-hmm. But, um, I I also just want to because inevitably uh, in the news cycle when it you know these kind of tragedies happen you know starting with you know columbine it always goes it always goes to this myth um at least to me personally it's a myth of this idea that video games 
are somehow um, responsible for uh, you know increasing uh, people's desires to you know wanted to to commit you know acts of violence outside of the outside of video games so what do you guys think about that you know with obviously with sensitivity to to things going on but you know, mm-hmm. i think it's important i think it's important to, to talk about you know um you know video games and violence and and yeah what do, what do you guys what do you, where do you guys fall on uh, on the fence what do you guys think well you know i've never played video games and then felt like a fuel for disdain among people. Right. Like, I I know, like, I get video games. Um, yeah, shooters are very popular. Um, it's the only play space in the whole entire world where your avatar can take guns and they can just, you know, make a body count. Um, but, like, I think as gamers... I, I want I want to assume this. I guess I want to hope that we all assume that it's it's just a puzzle, and that's how you problem solve the puzzle. Um, you know, we never think about that as oh yeah, that is a great way to solve my social issues in real life. Um, I know it's 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 such an open target. It's so easy to think that it is because. Um, you know, if we're doing it on video games, obviously we must be thinking about doing it in real life. Um, so I, I can understand why any congressman or, uh, you know, career politician would make that easy, easy, low-hanging fruit connection. Uh, but I I think I, I want to say studies have been done that show that there's just... There's no connection between those two things. I don't know. What do you guys think? So, I I've had my mind pretty made up on this from a very long time ago. I I firmly believe that there's no connection between video games to reality. Um, like oh. it, if we take it even outside of violence in video games to violence in real life. When was the last time you knew someone who was obsessed with, you know, like Animal Crossing and then them wanting to clean up like around their house or pick up like making a fence for their backyard? Um like that's just not something that happens, you know? Yeah. Um, or like um uh, let's take this to like Skyrim. Like how many times do you know uh, of someone that's like, I want to learn how to blacksmith, or I want to learn how to sword fight. Um, I mean, I think that's what they wish would happen. <laughs> <laughs> and I mean, to be fair, like I know, I know some people that were like, "Oh, mm-hmm. hey, like you know, this game was really, um, you know, uh, I don't know, like a Laura Croft game, or uh, you know, uh, uh, you know, whatever adventure game." you know, got me really into, you know, pirates and, you know, I, I wanted to explore history more or, um, you know, this game was about uh-huh. space and I had a, you know, someone said something about phasers and I was like, oh man, I want to learn more about space. And, you know, at least, and sorry, I didn't mean to cut you off, Dan, but like, at least to me, like video games have always been about opening horizons for me and like, and, and wanting to learn more. And it, it was a, a positive way for me to interact with, with the universe. Um, uh-huh. and in terms of like, 
you know, violence and fighting. Like I, I mean, sure. I I've played plenty of games, multiplayer games, where I've wanted to kill the person next to me, or at least it felt like that in my heart. But I've never acted uh-huh. on it, right? And I know the Bible says that if you have anger against your brother in your heart, that you've you know you you've murdered them. But you know, I I think that there's um, the same could be said. You know, when you're if you're playing as a kid, you're playing basketball, and you know your brother keeps your older brother keeps blocking your shot, and you just get madder and madder and madder. And I would say it's the same uh-huh. thing. I would say it's the same thing as that. It's just like a, a competitive spirit, and um, yeah, like I, and, you know, I, of course you can only speak from personal experience, but um, yeah, I, I mean, I, I've played plenty of games, and you know that that are violent and nonviolent, and, and none of them have made me want to, you know. Um, you know, wanted to you know, to go hurt somebody else. What about you, Dan? Sorry yeah. to cut you off. Yeah. No, uh, same same thoughts. Basically, it's it's just I think that if the, the they want to try and push this correlation between violence and video games, they have to also look at uh, like what you said. What's the other side? Like, if there's only negative consequences then uh-huh. no one would want to play video games. There's obviously positive stuff to it. And then, even then, people know the difference between fiction and reality. Because um, uh-huh. you, you can look at any kind of entertainment media, uh, like throughout history, there's uh, books, there are plays, there are uh, TV shows, movies. Like, what's the most popular... Um, like movie genre to watch, or even TV shows. Uh, like there's the the police dramas. There are uh just all action and uh gung ho and violence. So like you can't yeah. just say exclusively video games are uh, the the media of choice of any horrible person. Um, yeah. A, a part I, of me I thinks, just... or you finish your thought, Dan. Well, it it also makes me think of the the people that say that cell phones are the downfall of uh, society. Uh, like the the same thing could be said about uh, newspapers. Uh, there are literally newspaper articles <laughs> talking about uh, how. Um, reading the newspapers like or reading books or whatever is bad for society there was even an uh-huh. article talking about how um chalkboards are bad and how we should stick to pen and paper um there's well, i mean that's it, just common sense i mean <laughs> uh i i just think that it's um just looking at how new video games is and it takes a while for change to happen and for people to fully understand it uh so like i i think this is just like the final kinks being worked out of video games and uh society really learning about it because uh, mm. because what was it video games are 40 years old uh like take that in comparison to playwriting and acting like how long has that been um a form of entertainment for people how many hundreds Uh of years if not thousands of years has that been a thing Uh 
Yeah, absolutely. Uh, well, what about you, Mike? Well, I think a part of it, and I, you know, I want to, I want to brag on this that, you know, we we've been raised to see the difference between our aggression, aka our problem-solving abilities, and what we play on video games. The way I pr- solve a problem on a video game, I know in my head and in my brain. Um, that is different than how I solve a problem in real life. Uh, I want to say that's a, a a luxury that you know we there. I think there are some people who don't have that luxury, and they're the ones. And I'm not saying it's video games is causing it. I I just think it's maybe they're not being they're not being brought up with that expectation, or you know they're. They're, you know, they're letting video games raise them. Right. And I think we can we can all agree that when video games raise us and teach us uh, that solving problems in in a virtual world is just like solving problems in the real world, then you know, then it gets a little dicey. And then, like, I can say, well, yeah, but obviously the problem is that there's no one to interfere with that kid's life. Um. So you know, I do want to throw that in there. No, mm-hmm. a- absolutely, and yeah, um, no, and I, um, and I, I think in that in that circumstance, we can we can everyone can agree that you know it's you know a video game or a movie or a book is you know it's an inanimate object, right? Like inanimate objects oh. don't make moral decisions, um, and. While they can influence the people who consume them, it's up to the person consuming them. And if they're not old enough, you know, the the it's a parent's responsibility to um, determine if they're mature enough to understand and comprehend and interact with the material. And you're right. I uh-huh. think at the, at the end of the day, it's it's um, there's a, a fundamental moral problem. Um, in our world today, and it's you know it comes from, um, you know the that you know, we're all flawed, sinful human beings, and uh-huh. um, you know that we, uh, and but ultimately we can make um, good and right decisions if we have um, positive influences in our lives, especially when we're young, from our parents. If our parents can can, can step up. And are able to parent, um, you know, biblically, and I think that's what's so, you know, at the end of the day, that's what that's what we want, right? Like we want to raise up generations of kids that um, understand the gospel, exactly. And mm-hmm. um, and when you when you can view things through the gospel and through a mature a mature lens, things things like you were saying, like our our problem solving becomes more clear. <laughs> right, right, and. Uh, if it's all right with you guys, I want to move on to the next thing. Otherwise, I think we could do 17 more minutes of this. Yeah, absolutely. Um, A million more minutes of this. Yes. But yeah, you know, tell us what you think, audience. Uh, you're obviously listening to us because you're pro games. So, uh, (laughs) we, and and unless you're not, then that's weird that you're here, but we still love you. Uh, (laughs) but (laughs) I, you know, just you know, tell us what you think when you're on our Discord. Yeah, for sure. Um, but anyways, let's move to something lighter, like the 
uh, everyone's favorite quizzical. Get quizzical. Quizzical. So I'm going to give you some game spot reviews where they have it based one out of ten with a decimal after. Um, you, Adam, you, Dan, have to guess the the score that Game Spot gave these games back in the day. These are all PC games. Um, whoever gets closest to the number wins. If you get it on the nose, uh, what exactly they gave it, then you get to change my name in Discord. I still think I'm Darth Jar Jar. I mean, yeah. as, you sh- as you should be. As everyone should be. I think that's actually a character in the new Kenobi uh, <laughs> series. Spoilers. Yeah. Anyways, let's get started. Um, let's see. So the first game is 1997's Frogger. <laughs> oh, man. Um, uh, Go ahead. Yes. So it came out for the PS1, the PC... I think N64, not really sure. I'll have to look into that. But for the PC, it says it's a far cry from the simple chore of helping a frog cross a busy thoroughfare. But is it really more satisfying? Oh, man. It, it sounds like the, the studio you know, went too far. They, they, they put too many <laughs> frills, not enough thrills. And um, I'm going to give this uh, an unsatisfactory... Uh, 6.3. Oh, interesting. All right, what about you, Dan? Hmm. Can you say the the tagline again? It's a far cry from the simple chore of helping a frog cross a busy thoroughfare. But is it really more satisfying? Is it, Dan? Is it really more satisfying? Hmm. I I want to go low, real low on this because this is this Ooh. is the original Frogger, right? Well, this is not um, the Intellivision yeah. one. This is the PlayStation One okay. one, which had like six polygons. <laughs> yeah. Um, I'm I'm gonna do a hot take, and I'm gonna say a three point nine. Ooh, whoa. Ooh, okay. So, Adam, you said 6.3. Yes. And you said 3.9. You guys should have met in the middle. It's 5, which I think, oh. Adam, that that gives you the the advantage on that one. Beautiful. All I'll right. Take next, what, next one we're, we're going to... Oh, you can brag zero. later. What is zero. Yes. <laughs> All right. Next, we're going to do Turok 2, Seeds of Evil. Not the remaster that just oh. came out, okay, but okay. the one that came out uh, in conjunction with the N64 version. Hmm. And uh, Turok 2 starts out poorly, but it does have some redeeming qualities. Oh, man. Um, I feel like this was back in the day when um, people wanted to get on the good side of studios. Um, and, uh, it sounds like a negative-ish review, but they still wanted to give it a good score-ish, so I'm gonna go 7.4. Alright, and Dan? I think, um, 
this is a not good ish. I think it's just a neutral review with a uh, neutral score for a at the time a very neutral game. Uh, so I'm going to give it a nice and humble six point nine. Hey. Oh, nice. Okay. Dan, you were the closest. It was 6.7. Oh. All right. One to one. All right. The next game is called Dead Space 2. I'm aware. I'm aware. All right. Dead Space 2's thrilling campaign and intense multiplayer make it an excellent game and a worthy follow-up to its superb predecessor. Man, um, oh my, uh, 8.7. What do you think, Dan? I think that this is a fantastic game, a fantastic, um, what's it called? Um, Video uh, Fuego? Thriller and a atmospheric horror game. Um, and it does a great job of writing the gameplay is fantastic and i i think giving it an 8.4 is a crime i'm gonna give it a 9.2 i said nine didn't i 8.7 yes oh 8.7 sorry yes but still a crime Mm. uh so you in 9.2 so at least we know that danspot.com would give it a 9.2 um but the closer answer is 8.5 giving yeah. Adam the oh. advantage? Yeah. No. All right. Yeah. Nine. Nine is way too high. I feel like the original yeah. got like nine. Nine point five. Yeah. It did. It's such iconic series, though. Yeah, but I think the problem comes when people just people think that a seven or eight is bad. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, you know, with the GameSpot, they're they're always throwing like. These curveballs, like, even when they say something positive, it could still be a 6.7. Right, right. So, let's look at this. 6 and 7 is, is, you know, slightly above average, so. Yeah, I'd get that in the discount rack. Um, So, anyways, Crazy Taxi. Ooh. On the PC. Okay. You know how uh, racing games can amazing or crap well according to GameSpot if you can find them you'd be better off just grabbing a Dreamcast console and a copy of the original Crazy Taxi ooh sounds like they were not a fan I'm gonna go 3.7 3.7 okay what do you think Dan I, I also think that they were not very happy with it but I'll give that a All right, and we're tied again. It was the answer was five point four, so it's two to two. Guys, we're we have to tie break. Let's Uh, do it. Winner gets to buy me a Steam game. Oh boy! Remember, remember what we're playing here for. Yeah, right. right, right. So, So the final game is. A PC classic called Baldur's Gate 2, Shadows of Am. Shadows of Israel. <laughs> yeah. So, this is what GameStop has to say about Baldur's Gate 2. 
it's a definitive role-playing experience, and the only reason it can't be called the best game in its class is because, in a sense, there's nothing available that compares to it. Man, they loved that game. Um, yeah, Baldur's <laughs> 6. Gate 6.7. Is... <laughs> <laughs> they loved that game. Um, I'm going to go with a very, very respectable 9.2. Oh, and Dan. Hmm. We all know what we're, we're aiming for. We're aiming to change Mike's name again. That's the grand prize right there. <laughs> so 6.7? <laughs> and I think Mike is hinting something at me. I'm going to say a 9.7. Ooh. Actually, you know what? Uh, Adam got it right on the nose. 9.2. Oh. You won, yes. and, you, and you get to change my name again. Yes. Your name shall be Rumpelstiltskin. <laughs> Rumpelstiltskin. Rumpelstiltskin. Okay, so when you see me on our Discord, you will see Rumpelstiltskin. Okay, everyone's a winner. Everyone's a winner. What a game. Right down to the yes. wire. Mm -hmm. So now to our other favorite game, real or fake mods. All right. We're just going to blow through this because it's a really fun one. Yes. Let's do All it. Right. So in Mass Effect 2, uh, is this a real or a fake mod? In Mass Effect 2, Commander Shepard can be outfitted in a Hawaiian shirt, Ray-Bans, and short shorts. Absolutely. I would love to see male or female Shep in that outfit. Yes, <laughs> yeah. for me. I It's a yay for me, too. Alright, moving on. In Resident Evil 3, you can get a mod that makes the game foggy like Silent Hill. Whoa. What game is this? Resident Evil 3. Okay. Man, I I don't even remember what Resident Evil 3 was about. Was that the one? It had, oh, a, it had that girl, Jill Valentine, and it had the nemesis, which is like a tall dude. Right. Was the... that the, sorry, was that the one in the uh, the mansion, or was that the one in Raccoon City? It was like both-ish? Like, she mm. went in houses, and she went around the city, and... Was that the one where um, Vesker, or Vesker, or whatever his name is, was the bad guy? Uh, you know, Wesker. I couldn't tell you. Okay. I could only tell you about the nemesis. The nemesis. Okay. Yeah. Um, enough questions for me. Um, I, I think that sounds like a brilliant mod, and it seems just vague enough that I, I'll say yes. Mm-hmm. Yeah, mm -hmm. and it, it sounds like it's an easy enough effect to, you know, program in. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so not all mods have it. to be... Yeah, not all mods have to be so complicated. Mm -hmm. All right. Skyrim. Okay, this, this mod replaces all swords with Ego brand French toast sticks. Real or fake? 
Wait, say that again. It was. Uh, this mod replaces all swords with Ego brand French toast sticks. Branded. Okay. Um, that's what I thought I heard. Um, no, I, I think you made that up. I yeah, you I... got you got hungry and you made it up. <laughs> uh, I am a little hungry. Okay. I, I, all right. I think that. Um... Yeah. Yeah, I also think that you made that up, but I think it's specifically because he said all swords. Oh, I should have... Okay, well, you know, it could be true. I could just be vague on purpose. Who knows? Well, you'll you'll know in a second. All right, the next one. Uh, Real or fake, Monster Hunter Rise has a mod that fixes the cutscenes to play at 144 frames per second. That's a lot of frames. I've never heard it be something being run at that. I don't know if it's because I'm a I'm a doofus who doesn't know what he's talking about, but fake. Ooh. I, I'm fairly certain that's just a settings thing that you can do. I haven't really dug through the frame settings though. I've heard that mm-hmm. as a refresh rate, but not as a, a mm-hmm. frame. Okay. But uh, what do you think? True, false? I I don't think it's a mod. I think uh, I I do agree with you. It's it's not a mod, but I think that that might just be a normal thing. I don't know. All right, I'm putting you down for fake. Yes. And finally, uh, in Batman: Arkham City, there's a mod that lets you play as Superman and fly around Arkham City. Ooh. That sounds really cool, um, but I'm gonna go fake on that one as well. Oh, fake a Rooney. <laughs> I think it's real, but I'll I'll default to Adam. All right, so let's go over the answers. Commander Shepard can be outfitted in a Hawaiian shirt, Ray Bans in short shorts. You said real. I totally made that up. Oh, well, that's got to be real. It's got to, I mean, yeah. And it better be short shorts if it is real. That's what I'm saying. Cool. It was, yeah, there, yep. someone needs to make it happen. All right. Resident Evil 3, you can get a mod that makes the game foggy like Silent Hill. You said real. It is real. Nice. All right. Skyrim, this mod replaces all swords with Ego brand French toast sticks. Uh, you said fake. I said yummy. It is fake. Mm-hmm. Were you yes. hungry when you came up with it? Yes, I was. I knew it. Uh, and then Monster Hunter Rise, a mod that fixes the cutscenes to play at 144 frames per second. You said fake. It is actually real. Oh, oh. Yes, I uh, found it on a website. So if it actually works, does it look good? I couldn't tell you, but someone made it. (laughs) Um, Batman Arkham City, a mod that lets you play a Superman and fly around the city. You said fake. It is fake. But a boy Mm. can dream, can he? Yeah. Yeah, that I mean, that just sounds like so much programming and like there's not really like a a flying physics <laughs> yeah. engine in the game. Mm-hmm. No. No, it's just I, a bunch it, of fancy no clipping. So, yeah, I, I just I feel like if that were to exist, it would be a, a hot mess. Yes. Well, you know, Gauntlet Throne, 
let's let's make it happen. I mean, why shouldn't Superman be in a Batman game? <laughs> Batman's in all of his games practically. He's gotta be. Yes. There's Any- one game that he's not in. That's the Superman ring flying game. Yes. No one wants to be in that game, including Superman. (laughs) (laughs) Anyways, I was going to go. Yeah, I was going to go into this whole spiel about uh, PC games that are also arcade games. It's a weird niche, but it looks like our time is up. So we're going to have to postpone it. Yeah, we'll Um, use it. For next time. Yeah, this time next, next time. Week, boys. Yeah, we'll figure this it out. This time, uh, fortnightly, we will be having our next podcast. So not next week, but the week after. In the meanwhile, you can go to our Twitch. You can go to our Discord. We can continue these conversations that we're having. And if you like us, please let us know. Anyways, I'm Middle Click Mike. I'm Amsterdam Adam. What? <laughs> and i'm apparently fuel injector dan <laughs> yes have a great day folks Mwah. 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 Mwah.